boy, Richard, I cannot believe five rents have actually smashed through the £830 a month barrier. That is unbelievable. Why on earth is that? reason behind this and and i'm just talking to the instagram and tiktok crew and just to explain to them what's going on here so this is all about i mean uh, to be honest are landlords generally just profiteering off of this richard what's your thoughts to this no and i think it's not that's not the case and i know a lot of people have that the misperception but the private rented sector for both five landlords and five tenants at the moment, it's, they're really facing immense challenges. And uh, as we all know, well, we know, uh, some watching might not know that there is a shortage of available properties for rent. And it's putting a lot of pressure on renters and uh, and, and really under a lot of significant pressure at the moment. We put property on the market and there's such a shortage and the demand just far outstrips it and we're inundated with people. Um, yeah. And we've looked recently, you can see from average UK rents, um, back in, and remember, this is the UK average. This is quite, no. this is quite a startling statistic eh, about the yeah. average UK rents. So, what is that? So, the average UK rent in 2021 uh, was £1,381. Uh, yeah. And in 2023, um, it's, it's £1,706. So, I mean, that's an increase of, like, well, 23.5% which is a big jump um, and with there being that immense shortage of properties and then this influx in uh, tenant demand and then this increase in rent there's just it's a lot it's a lot on tenants so people may obviously look at the landlords but there's a lot of issues for the tenants and the landlords in, in this situation okay so where does that leave us then i'm, I'm just about to put some numbers in, in bank of england inflation yeah. calculator uh, just to just to let us see where we are right now uh, this is quite interesting. Um, according to the Bank of England uh, inflation calculator, uh, 1627, uh, according to the Bank of England and inflation uh, calculator, uh, rents should be round about 1627. So in the UK, um, if mm -hmm. you take 1381 and put it into their calculator um, to apply inflation between yeah, the period yeah, from 2021 yeah. to now. Um, so, which means um, it, the average UK rent is just um, over by an extra £79 a month. Um, now, £79 a month, as opposed to where it should have been, it represents 4.6% um, more than what inflation should be. Mm -hmm. So, while you see an increase of 23.53%, in actual fact, the 23.53% is driven more by inflation than it is actually by landlords profiteering. Have I just yeah. finished this show? <laughs> Let's just draw I a line under it. Yeah. I finished this show and we're done. Because <laughs> <laughs> effectively, you know, there is a there is a there is a real thing out there about you know landlords are all profiteering off of this. They're making an absolute fortune out of this, and 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 it's no fair. But when you look at the inflation calculator, normal rents with inflation applied in that figure from the mm -hmm. 2021, which everybody thought was perfectly acceptable for the average UK rent at that time, 
Uh, yeah. Now, all of a sudden, is uh, only 4.6% more or whatever I just said. But uh, they're saying 23.53%. But it's actually inflation that's taken into account and absorbed all that and all that increase. Yeah, and I mean, like you see, you could just you could just state that and kind of draw a line under it and be like, well, there, there you go. But I think it's important that we look. I, I did mention there, obviously, we're looking at UK. We're talking about UK yeah. as a whole. I think it's important that we break it down and look at, at areas and look at Fife itself and, yeah. and, and areas within that as well, which I know we're going to do today. Anyway, so. Okay, so we'll then break it down from then. Where are we? Where yeah, are we? let's let's have a wee, let's have a wee look, look closer to home, um, and, and let's obviously remember, like, despite these rent controls and things that have been brought under the Scottish government, the average rent for homes coming on the market in Fife uh, and in the Fife area in 2021 was 764 pounds a month. Okay, so that was your average for Fife back in 2021. Okay. Now, in 2023, uh, it, it's been it's, it's 834 pound a month, which is a, a fair bit of a jump. Now we could break that down even further, as I say, within within Fife itself, we've got areas like Cooper. So back in 2021, Cooper's uh, average rent was 680. It's now £779. If we look at the, the East Nuke, it was £712 back in 2021. It's now up to £920 average rent. If okay. we look at Glenrothes, so Glenrothes is a uh, 2021's rent uh, average was 592 and that's now up to £676. Um, Leven, Leven was £516 average rent in 2021. It's now £641. Mm-hmm. And then Andrews finally, now obviously rents are always higher, but the average rent in 2021 was £1,369. Yeah. It's now up to £1,472. But so so on a on a on a if we drill down into this, I tell mm-hmm. you what, let's look at the inflation calculator applied to these figures for Fife. For yeah, let's do, yeah. now, I'm going to talk about, I'm going to, I've got some information about other letting agents in other areas, like the Glasgow area, West Coast, and also the Edinburgh area as well, uh, which was actually quite revealing, and also okay. for us in Fife. But let's talk about this and drill down to these numbers that imply inflation. So I'm just going to share with everybody on the screen here, the Bank of England inflation calculator. Everybody can go yeah. to this and actually work this out. This is the Bank of England inflation calculator. Can everybody see that? Okay. Yes, that's on the screen. So let's take the average rent that you were saying in 2021 of 764 and, yeah. uh, and, as a whole. Yeah, and imply inflation up to today. £900. And what are we so that's getting? That's what it should be. According to inflation, inflation yeah. it should be there. And we've got 834 as yeah. the average rent. Actually, the average rent being charged. So the average rent being charged today is actually £834, but it's still less than inflation. Yeah. It's quite significantly less. So 834 eight, 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 uh, minus the 900 is £66 a month in somebody else's pocket, as opposed mm-hmm. to what inflation should be, which is effectively around about another £800 a year people are saving. Um, so who's taking that hit? It's the landlord, isn't it? Yeah. That's quite an interesting. That's quite interesting. Uh, so anybody yeah. can do that by just going into the Bank of England inflation calculator and and look at their rents and see where that is. But that 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 for me is actually quite a revelation because on the face of it, when you look at seven six four per month, you think, wow, that's a 
that's a big chunk. But in 2021, it was okay, it was acceptable, it was deemed as, you know, an, an acceptable level for your income. And then it's now up at 834 and five, and yet there's some panic at inflation and rents are out of control. But the rents mm -hmm. aren't out of control in comparison to inflation. In comparison to inflation, yeah. We've just calculated the now, isn't it? Yeah. Yeah, and we, we've been looking at this uh, over the last uh, uh, while, Jim, but we're, we're breaking it down a lot this week as well, and, and it become really apparent that rents are not in comparison to inflation. And, and and we can see that a lot of people are accusing landlords of this widespread profiteering and things, and, and that's not actually the case. Um, and as usual, uh, the devil's in the detail, really, and we've, we've, we've obviously demonstrated that there as well. So here's one. Here's one that we looked at, and I, and I can't show it on the screen because there was a lot of data in there. But but yeah. our average rent out of the out of the first fifty properties we actually took on. So the first fifty properties we actually took on, and it went back as far as 2010, 2011, yeah, um, and 2012. Yeah. So these are all properties that we took on since that time, and we've still got in our books. So we thought mm -hmm. we'd go right back to the very beginning and find out what the rent was when we first took it on, which was very very affordable, according to everybody. So yep. we took that, and then what we did was we took today's rent that people are getting charged, and then we also took the original rent and put it in the inflation calculator. Now, here's a revelation. Our average rent out of these 50 properties is £425, which represents 21994 out of the 50 properties every month. Mm -hmm. Today, applied right up to today, it is actually only 22,159, which represents 443 pounds a month, which is effectively a 17 pound a month extra, which is 4%. Now, did you know when I, applied, when I applied inflation to the start of all these ones and actually put them in, it should have been 34%. Yeah. So all the landlords in our books for the first 50 properties are actually taking a hit of 30% yeah. less rent than what inflation should be. 30% less rent than what inflation should be. I'll just say that again. Every single landlord, the 50 landlords that we've got here for the 50 properties, are taking a hit of 30% less rent than what it should be according to inflation. So then that makes me ask the question, let's look further afield. So I was just going to say because that's just a that's just a snapshot from from our, our yeah. stock and and it's only, and it's only fifty properties. I'm going to look at Edinburgh. So I got another yeah. in Edinburgh. They took twenty five properties and they drilled it down. Now they took their average rent when all these people had started of seven hundred and ninety seven for mm -hmm. each property. Now today it's actually one thousand forty eight. But if you apply inflation it should be 1,110. So again, even in Edinburgh, this agent is charging less than inflation yeah. by 7.7% less than inflation. And I thought, I'm going to go one step further, and I'm going to ask another letting agent on the West Coast to actually drill down these numbers for me as well. So Sam Dyer um, looked at his uh, lens yeah. and had a wee look at his ones as well. And we looked at Sam's, uh, and Sam gave us information as well. And Sam took his first 25 properties that he had on. And what it happened was the rent when he first started out was £498 per month. Okay? Today's rent average is £531. According to inflation, 
he should be charging £634. Sam is 20%, Sam's landlords are 20% less than where they should be, these rents, compared to inflation. Compared to where inflation should have them, yeah. So then, that then makes me ask then, what landlords are overcharging everybody? Yeah, especially if that, I mean, that's across the country, in this, Scotland this, anyway. I mean, I'll be honest and I'll really say it, this shit's just made up by the Scottish government, isn't it? To <laughs> justify their rhetoric. <laughs> Yeah, I know. And there's, there's comments coming in, and, and I think a lot of people are in agreement with that, especially people that are in the industry and things. Um, it's becoming very apparent. It's becoming very apparent. The, 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 the information and the, 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 the data that they've collected to justify their stance is actually an inaccurate or it's too, it's too finite, it's too small of a market or too small of a demographic of the overall yeah. rental values. Now, I'm going to take this one step further and I'm going to take this even bigger and I'm going to try and get Sal to actually, you know, go to their members, their letting agents. Exactly similar thing. And then we're going to start lobbying and we're going to make it different because I I don't believe for one minute rents are out of control, but especially if rents are a lot less, according to our figures, than what the actual inflation, inflation amount should be. So every single landlord, as far as we're concerned, that we've done, which is over... Um, 50. Well, look at mine. So we've got we've got around about 150 properties or more, more than 150 properties that we've proved and they're not, they're not, we've not cherry picked these properties. These are properties that we've just put together um, randomly from the very beginning mm -hmm. and actually extrapolated them. Well, actually not extrapolated, just put them to where they should be according to inflation, compared them to where, where they are right now in terms of the value. And every single one of them is less than inflation yeah so who's who's really overcharging the tenant no one effectively yeah and no, no one. People, people, yeah people might say and obviously they maybe just listen to me break down um average rents and how much they've increased over the last couple of years and things and think well there has been a significant jump in average rents and things but it's important to remember that these figures were based on new tenancies um and not existing tenancies that are running as well You've nailed it on the head, haven't you? That's exactly what it is. We're getting landlords, and I'll say we because it's me, we're getting yeah. accused of widespread profiteering, but it's always this devil is in the detail like what you said. And mm -hmm. it's, it's, this is all new tenancies they're talking about. This is yes. existing tenancies, and the existing tenancies that I'm talking about, which is the far, the greater majority here, because we'll drill down and we'll tell you what the, the number of new tenancies in each area is for five, but I bet it's the same more or less demographic or statistic um, and, or, 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 or the same split for other areas of Scotland, if not the UK as well. Yeah, I would imagine so, it's the same across the country. So, Richard, explain to me more, a bit more about the, 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 the new tenancies, not the renewals and what that means. Yeah, I mean, a new, ten a new tenancy, obviously, is like a brand new tenant moves into a property. That's what a new tenancy is. It's mm -hmm. not a, like a renewal or, or, or obviously a continuation of like an existing tenancy. Is. And I'll know, obviously, in Scotland, that's not the way of it if there's a PRT in place and things. But, yeah. I mean, that is what a new tenancy is. Now, the government data shows that most landlords are now um, not exploiting the mortgage cri uh, crisis with 64% of landlords maintaining uh, four, uh, and 4% decreasing rents to shield their renters from the impact of the, um, 
renewal of the obviously agreements and things and that's dispelling the notion that they are exploiting the situation does that if that makes sense okay so let's just let's just look at that again government data this is government data that you've just said uh -huh. shows that most landlords government data shows that most landlords are not exploiting the mortgage crisis with 64 percent you said richard if i'm right yeah. maintaining and four percent decreasing rents to shield renters from the impact of the renewal of the tenancy agreements now we don't have renewals in scotland but no that's what, I just, that's what that's what remember in scotland with the prt yeah so that's dispelling the notion that basically landlords are exploiting their tenants yeah completely so what do you think patrick harvey's going on about in the greens the minister for tenants where do you where, where do you think the stories come from what's your thoughts on it is this just this yeah. bad experience i had with that one landlord that we're still <laughs> we spoke about this and, and i think as well it's like where they're pulling their information from is obviously it's not a wide enough um like you see demographic or they're not they're not taking a big enough picture or snapshot of what is actually happening um and there's uh, there's comments in here um Maisie has said, obviously, Patrick Harvey's caused this when tenants move out, the rents get raised. And that's what I'm saying about this is only happening on new tenancies. It's not the existing tenancies um, that um, these higher rents are being set. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. I'm, I'm trying to read some of them myself, actually, yeah. and, and they all make good, valid points um, and, 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 and there. But it's like what you said when you drill down to that looking at the same government data of landlords setting rents for new tenants under half the landlords which is about 45 percent stated uh -huh. they increased the rent compared to the previous tenancy so yeah because they're now taking that opportunity to do that yeah so 45 percent increased which is, is a lot less than what anybody would think yeah um 35 percent a third kept the rent that the charged at the same level and surprisingly one in 12 which is eight percent actually decreased the rent one in 12. so that's a good that's good 78 to uh, almost 90 percent accounted for out of these numbers yeah yeah so therefore while the average the average percentage growth and well for in five for example for the new tenancies is 9.2 percent the overall average for tenancies only is only really 5.5 percent in the uk yeah, so and that's where I think you need to, that's the important thing here when we're talking about new tenancies uh, and then you look at all tenancies, um, including obviously existing ones that are running. Which you need Did you to drill that read. down for regional areas in Fife? You know, what is, yeah, what so is you it? said there obviously for, for Fife as a whole, you're saying for all new tenancies, 9.2% and then for all tenancies as a whole, it's 5.5%. So yeah. in Fife, obviously, we've got uh, a lot of individual areas where we use as... Um, pointers to obviously kind of look at where the market is uh, throughout the five because five separated into, into regions that we use as um uh, pointers so like, uh, like the cooper area for example um we've got that at 14.6 percent and then east nukes at 29.2 mm percent -hmm. and then we have glenrothes which is another one that's 14.2 percent we've got leaving at 24.2 percent and then st andrews is 7.5 percent so so let me look at this though i mean it, it may seem on the face of it that east nuke is actually 29 percent. that's quite a that's quite a big jump what yeah. is that in the east nuke area do you think that's driven that, as well by the fact that a lot of people do holiday lets rather than actually re mainstream residential renting 
Yes, although I've, I've seen that starting to change and people are starting to come away slightly from holiday, yeah. although it's such a big part of East Newark still as well. But there's a lot, I mean, the data is quite limited. So so you've, you only get you only get a certain amount. It's almost like saying Shetland. I mean, you know, when we looked at the prices for Shetland, it implied on the house price register that Shetland had dropped. But lo and behold, Shetland had only sold three houses in the month. So in actual yeah. fact, the average did drop because it was three di different types of mix of houses, if, if, if that makes sense. So next month, it'll probably go up. So when we looked at this, it shows a 29.2% increase. Um, but in actual fact, you'll probably find it's maybe skewed quite a bit because it's a limited number of properties because we're going down yeah. into real finite regions. Um, Leiden was quite a surprising one, but Leiden's been lagging for quite a long time in terms of rental values, isn't it? Yeah, and it's it's, it's only just now. I mean, like you say, it's been it's kind of lagged behind for for a, for a for a good few years, and I think now it's starting to come into its own. I mean, Leiden is. Um, and I think should command quite uh, good rental values, and that's and we're we're actually at that point where it's starting to to creep up, um, as opposed to other areas which have um, have always shown obviously change. Uh, Leaving's kind of stayed the same for a lot of years. We we know that obviously uh, Leaving's one of our main areas. And is this is this shortage of supply? It's actually driving this then. Yes, yeah, yes. I mean, put, if I put a property on Leaving at the moment, I'm inundated with people. How on earth do you think then is how on earth do you think uh, all of a sudden have we got this shortage of supply? What, what, what's what's driving this market? Because we've never had a shortage of supply before lockdown, really. Because it was at one point before lockdown, I said I've got quite a few a few voids. You know, we're going to get yeah. this sorted. And then lockdown came along, and then when we came out of lockdown, it was like, oh my god, it's like everything's full. You kind of get you kind of get houses quick enough to get them filled. So yeah, I mean, what, there's a number of things that happened in lockdown. It's caused this problem. What do you think? I mean, there's a number of things that contribute to that, and obviously lockdown and, and the effects of obviously all that. I, I did it changed people's way of thinking. It changed uh, people moved around uh, around a lot differently. People's needs changed as, as well. What what they what they wanted and where they wanted to be as well. Uh, I think we noticed a lot at the back of lockdown of people exiting the more built up areas like the cities and coming to areas like and Fife's just perfect even if you worked in the city I mean you could commute in and um and a lot of factors like that and then I, I think these all kind of funneled into the 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 situation that we're in now whereas we've got we've still got we're still in the backlog of all that uh, additional demand but we just don't have the, the the property to um obviously sustain that I suppose as well when you look at it we've got quite a lot of contractors coming to leaving to build a new rail link yeah, and, and and the and then you've got the river leaving project, which will be going ahead at some point in time in the future at thirty million. There's a lot of happening in leaving. Yeah, yeah, and then you've got, then eventually you'll have the you'll have the um, the hostel, um, which is the backpackers hostel at Silverburn, um, and that's yeah. about ten million. And so you've got seventy-seven million, you've got thirty million, you've got ten million. So and then you've got another ten million for the re re revitalisation project. So. There's no surprise there that that area, tend, you know, the rents are going up because there's more and more people needing to rent because it's a short-term basis. Plus the fact, mm -hmm. do you think, do you think there's a, do you think there is definitely a generation rent out there? People are just choosing to rent now. Oh, definitely. There's, there's just, there's been in the recent, in, in the last few years, I've noticed there's, it's more of a desire to rent rather than to buy. Um, we've spoke previously about there being uh, so much more, uh, so much more easily. Uh, available to rent a property 
than it is to try and obtain a property to buy in terms of the exit and entry and exit fees, the responsibility for maintenance. You know, there's a lot of factors and a lot of people now, they just they choose to rent. And, and like you say, generation rent. Well, we're going to talk about on the Wealth Creation Show on Monday about how to, how to have your rich life. Um, yes. And one of the one of the things I'm going to talk about and how to have, how to design your rich life is the fact that you know if you're going to live in a property for anything less than five years, you're probably better to rent because the entry and exit costs are, are far prohibitive in comparison to what it is to rent. And the very fact yeah. is you can go anytime you want. And you've not got any commitments and you've not got any extra costs in terms of repairs and improvements and everything else to pay on top of it. Yeah. So I know and sometimes so, when you go through it, sometimes it's like it's a no-brainer. For some people, it's like, why would I, why would I commit myself to a property to buy uh, and have all these additional costs and, and responsibility when you've got such a lot more freedom uh, being a tenant? But you're not, you're not, you're not a success unless you've bought your own property. <laughs> I know, but that's a misconception as well. It's true, though, isn't it? It's yeah. true. That's what that's what society thinks. You, you know, uh, the old school, old school thinking is you're not a success unless you've bought your own property and you own your own house. But the reality is, for some people, and I remember when I was younger, it's like we had a we had a property for two years and then we'd move on. And when when I worked mm -hmm. out the cost of in and out in two years, then I could have just rented and it would have been cheaper yeah. to get to the next one. So it does make sense. And we're, again, we'll talk about that. Let's let's pop back to this then and talk about that. Uh, yeah. So, so we spoke about the overall the overall average than inflation, isn't it? Yeah. Yeah, right, the 5.5% is much lower than, than the rate of inflation. And I think contrary to popular belief, and, and landlords' profit margins have significantly dwindled uh, in the last couple of years. Yeah. And the profits, for, the profits for private landlords uh, are at their lowest since they've been since the credit crunch. Uh, and this is due to, obviously, mortgage rates rising, uh, the limited tax relief. And uh, this demonstrates that private landlords are not profiting during the cost of living crisis, which a lot of people do believe, and that's just not the way of it. Uh, and, and some people will say, well, five house prices have risen in that time. Uh, and yes, that, that is the case, yet by the rate of inflation, um, but, no, but, but obviously not by the rate of inflation, should I say. So in fact, in real terms, uh, their investment has actually gone down in value. If you look yeah, at it like and, that. in the short term, you know, in terms of how inflation's yeah. gone up and how five house prices have gone up as well, it is, it is almost like inflation's outperforming there. But in the long term, house prices have always actually outperformed. Yeah, always, yeah. yeah. over time. Um, but and, at the moment, and I get that I get that completely. And then you've got the cost of capital. In other words, if, if somebody's coming into the market for the first time as a landlord, they've got to get the proper return on capital. Now, you could argue out there, um, and anybody could see this, it's like, oh, profiting off uh, a second home isn't, isn't, isn't right and all the rest of it. But the reality is, we need rental stock and there has to be mm -hmm. a good mix of uh, tenures in our uh, in our society because not everybody wants to buy and not everybody can buy but it's only through their own personal circumstances that that's the case it's not because there's not enough properties to buy it's just that they choose not to buy or they can't buy because they've got poor credit rating and they can't get the funding or the lending so it's no fault of anybody else's except their own so that's why mm -hmm. rental stock will always be needed Again, we can come back and argue that, and I'm I'm in favour of this. That the council should have bought, should have built enough social housing to accommodate more people with losing seventy percent, seventy percent of their housing stock since the 1980s. 
but again that that's a failed policy it's never been put in place and that's a lack of a coherent housing strategy by uh, the respective governments the uk government and the scottish government themselves um, and the welsh government's experience is the same yeah. uh, and most governments uh, it's said the, the only governments have actually are not experiencing this are the governments in europe <laughs> because most of their stock is actually rented isn't it sorry well, not all, but you know, you say the majority. They don't, they don't yeah. buy into the home ownership. They actually see yeah. it as a tie, as, as, a, as a, you can't exit and you're stuck with it, whether you like it or not. So they actually the rent it. The same in America, it's quite right. The rental side of it. So landlords are often portrayed negatively in the media, but are in fact cons making considerable efforts to provide safe and secure housing for millions of tenants yeah. uh, they're facing ongoing costs and growing costs increased mortgage payments which are actually happening right now the negative impacts of the taxation system that discourages investment in the rental market uh, and these are challenging as well and further exacerbating the ongoing uncertainty surrounding reforms uh, to the law regarding landlords overall which makes most people think why they need the hassle of investing in the private rented sector but we've always said private rental sector is a medium to long term thing. Long term, I would actually say today, I would say it's long term. I wouldn't long say it's term. medium to long term anymore because medium returns aren't there anymore. I think it's going to be a long term prospect, as is most places anyway. Australia is, you know, it's capital growth that everybody relies on to make their money. They don't actually look at the day to day income that comes in or the month to month income yeah. or yearly income and the and what is called a profit but now i would i would refer to it personally as a surplus because again like them i don't really take anything out of the business either it just goes back in as to to provide proper housing and to provide lots and lots of refurbs over the years because the housing stock needs to be looked after so there's a lot of appreciation and wealth accumulation in that and that's fine but that's what everybody does and it's called a pension. Yeah. We just, I just choose to put my money in property as my pension, whereas other people choose to put it with a provider who will do in stocks and shares. They'll do it in property and commercial property, and they'll do it in other areas as well, you know, some bonds, um, some debentures, uh, some on cash deposit. Um, so that's what everybody does. So there's there's nothing different about this is the, except the fact that a landlord chooses to specialise in this particular field in private residential rent or HMO or any other aspect or student letting as well. Yeah. yeah. With limited options available, you know, what, 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 what would landlords would landlords? Yeah, I mean there is limited options available, and 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 landlords have have been left to choose. Um, between leaving the rented sector, yeah. um, increasing their rents maybe as, as a last resort, or absorb the, the mounting costs that they're, that they're incurring. And a lot of landlords are doing that. However, the latter is nearly impossible for most individual yeah. landlords um, who lack, obviously, money in the pocket to do that. Um, but there are some that are doing it, and I have seen it. Um, uh, but to address these challenges, the government must provide a crucial support to the rental market and i mean that's undeniable in my opinion and i know it's yours as well jim um and I that's think obviously i i think they have to provide the crucial support if they don't yeah. continue to try and provide crucial support and, and 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 stop doing what they're doing especially in scotland then the banks are getting extremely nervous now i know this because i know a case recently where the banks have insisted on more details 
for property purchase prices because they are yeah. now getting a bit edgy about interest base rates going up and about rents being restricted uh, by the Scottish government. So they now want to make sure they've got their numbers right to be able to stress test it at even higher levels now because they are extremely nervous about funding projects in Scotland for 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 private rented housing. Uh, now that's quite worrying because this is all about limited supply. So yeah. if it's if it's limited supply, how on earth are you going to encourage other people to come in if it's done if it, if, it, if it's like that? How are you going to encourage the investment houses to come in and actually invest in that? I mean, Barclays announced that they've and they're going to invest millions, um, like five hundred million in England, and that's fine because you know to build a thousand houses, uh, and that's great, but that's in England. You know, yeah, who's going to invest? Who's going to invest in Scotland if you're getting vilified and and demonised as as a private landlord, and you're you're more or less getting told you're no welcome? It's almost like we're getting to the point where whatever you do in Scotland, it generates any sort of wealth and capital growth is frowned upon by the government. Yeah, and I think it's important as well. And I think when the government's concerned, it's important to remember to alleviate the burden on tenants, not landlords. To alleviate the burden on on tenants and renters, the government should really reconsider the current uh, taxes which they've designed to discourage landlords from basically providing rental homes for renters. Yeah. And like we've said that before, it's, it's the it's the tenants that suffer. It's not the landlords. Now I know there's a lot of landlords maybe going through issues in it, but ultimately the bottom of the line is the tenants. Where it, that's where the this the new legislation and all these tax changes and things. It's them that feel the feel it the worst. The problem is it is the tenants that suffer out of this hole yeah. overall. I mean, the landlords have no other choice but to go down the road of, um, um, you know, getting their hands tied. Um, they've got no other choice of to do, doing certain things. Uh, we're now all being told that we need to increase our rents, even though we don't want to increase our rents because we might get a freeze next year. So we need to increase them now when we don't want to. But we have to. And if you want to increase you your rents, yeah. If you want to increase your rents by the 6% it's getting offered to now, you have to demonstrate clearly that you've got 12% or more increase in your costs. Now, that 12% or more can only really be demonstrated by the mortgage going up within a certain period of time. And this period yeah. of time has been demonstrated, as being, has been said, has been the last six months. So if mortgage rates, here, here's what everybody needs to know as a landlord, if mortgage rates level off and your mortgage rate levels off for the next six months and you try to apply for a six percent increase in six months time when the mortgage rates have leveled off you are no longer going to be able to demonstrate that your costs have gone up 12 percent so you're in a critical finite window just now as a landlord to to get that six percent increase but demonstrating in the last six months that your mortgage has gone up from there to here because just, just past, this afternoon had that conversation all these increases drop out of that equation. So this is one thing that landlords need to know right now. They need to get on their on their you know, need to get on their bike more or less yeah. and get and get pedaling and get like if you're wanting to increase your rents because you're way behind inflation, like I've just demonstrated, then you'll need to do it now. Yeah. Like, as I say, I've just had that conversation this afternoon with a landlord. So we can't, I mean, God, we can't really, I mean, fight, the tenants can't simply bear the consequences of a dwindling market and it will lead to further housing hardship, I, I reckon. Um, mm -hmm. Without proper government support, the renters and the landlords, as you said, could face challenges caught between the rock and the hard place. Um, housing, is, housing is, 
Housing is the key most important thing. Now, I hate to say it because it's not a good word in Scotland. The Conservatives, <laughs> the Conservatives have actually said the next election is going to be won and, and or lost on housing. Yeah, that, that doesn't surprise me. I, I, would, I would agree with that statement. It's so important. It's an important thing. I mean, rather rather like the NHS, housing is really important. Um, everybody yeah. needs a roof over their head and everybody needs a wind and water tight housing and actually secure and safe housing as well. And I would guard, I urge all the parties to move beyond the rhetoric and, you know, what they're doing just now in the vilification and take positive action to actually support the private renting sector. I, I mean, I know many Fife landlords and even landlords right across the whole of Scotland and England as well, who are making sincere efforts to shield the renters, for example, against against the, the mortgage crisis is actually happening to them right now. And it's, it's crucial that their contributions are actually recognised for that. And we just yeah. said it there. You know, where we've said it, only 45% have stated they've increased their rent compared to the previous tenancy to mm -hmm. the new tenant. And a third's actually kept it the same. And uh, and and eight percent actually decreased it, as yeah, opposed so to brought it down. Yeah, I've actually heard the story as well from over in Edinburgh from um, from uh, Lindsay. Uh, 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 quite a lot of landlords have actually not increased their rent because they don't have a mortgage, so therefore mm -hmm. they don't see the need to increase the rent because the return's still there for them because they've had the yeah. property for quite a while. So the, there's a, there's a lot of arguments to that as well. So dare I say is that one size doesn't fit all them for this legislation. Is that yeah, what we're definitely. trying to say? Yeah, because it depends on the individual circumstances, whether it's had an effect or not. So what is the way forward then? What, you know, what is it? What, what, what can we, what, what can? I think, I think by, by fostering an environment that encourages investment and providing support to, to renters, the, the government then could help alleviate the strain on both landlords and tenants and ensure that a sustainable and fair rental market for all moving forward that in an ideal world that's where we would like to be yeah yeah i would say so yeah I, and this is on the back of what's coming and i know massey's talked about this quite a bit um is the fact that we've got the epc now yeah. the government the uk government has already said to them and, and, and been quite clear about this that they don't think they're going to hit the targets and it's not something they're going to push dramatically into in order to make yeah i knew that was going to happen as well but that's the uk remember is yeah. scotland going to take a different tact are they going to force everybody to have an epc rating i mean the 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 lunatic called patrick harvey you know and i will call him a lunatic because he has no idea what planet he's on and what commercial reality is all about and the fact that if somebody lands in this country in a private jet, we're going to charge them a thousand pounds just for landing in a private jet in this country. Okay, so the government lands in a private jet and you're going to charge them all a thousand pounds to come and see you in, in this country. Okay, that's a welcome slap in the face. Eh? I know, and then I know. the other one as well is we're going to insist that every single house has to have an EPC rating of, of C, this is the other C, proposal, yeah. of C, or it can't be sold. It can't be sold. In order to have that, you're going to have to, some of them's going to have to have ground floor heat pumps at £18,000 or the, uh, you know, uh, uh, it's lunacy. 
to, yeah, to, yeah. to come out with that proposal in the first place. Uh, that, oh, this will be a great idea. It's almost like this guy sits in his wee room and actually just thinks things up to to just uh, to just push everybody's buttons. Now, I'll, I'll be honest, it doesn't push my buttons, but it pushes my buttons to the point of view that he has no idea what he's talking about. Yeah, I mean, that's just... I don't really have a lot of words to say. <laughs> oh, I do, but maybe not for one here. About the APC <laughs> thing. <laughs> but about the APC thing and selling it, I mean, that's just ridiculous. I think, I think, I think the APCs for landlords as well will be pushed out. I don't. Well, think I, I, could, I could already see that can being kicked down the road, Jim. Yeah, I, I think that I think the 2025 uh, target of having new tenancies at EPC rating of yeah, C in 2025 for new tenancies. Um, will will actually be will actually be pushed out, or it'll be it'll be ignored to a degree. Not many people will actually look at it, and they'll just continue to let it go. I think I can't see within we are halfway through twenty twenty three to twenty four and then twenty five. Two years from now, interest rates going up, people getting squeezed, lack of supply, and it's like oh by the way, we've got another thing for you to comply with. I don't. Do you know, Mark makes an interesting comment there. He says, will the EPC rating only apply to properties sold with a mortgage? So if you were doing a cash purchase, would it still apply? That's interesting. Don't know. Don't know. <laughs> Russell says, would it be worth voting him out on an incompetence? In <laughs> yeah, I can see that. <laughs> <laughs> I, I can go for that. I could probably prove that, actually. <laughs> yeah. Okay, well, cash sales be allowed on lower EPC properties, um, like uninhabited properties currently. I, I, I Mark, I don't, I don't know. You've got you've got a very that. valid point there, Mark. Mark actually says this in the comments. You've got a very valid point. He says, "Will cash sales be allowed on lower EPC properties, uh, like uninhabited properties currently?" That is a good point. There is an opportunity. If this is actually enforced, there's an opportunity yeah. there for people that can't afford to get the upgrade in the EPC to do some sort of, you don't sell it to me, but we do a joint a joint venture project. Yeah. And we will put money into your house. We will refurb your house to get up to an EPC and we will split the profit at that point. The new, the new below market value system, as he said. Yeah. So... So that would make it even worse. So this legislation that Patrick Harvey and the Greens are proposing will make it worse for even homeowners. Why would anybody want to vote for the, the presiding party? I don't want to say who it is because I'm not political. No. But why on earth would you, would you want to provoke, vote for the presiding government considering the fact that they were the people that actually brought this person in? or these people in with all these different policies that are now going to hinder our economy and are now going to affect our 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 our, our, our actual our, our economic stability yeah. overall. I think it's, it's difficult not to get the sector. it's difficult not to get political when you're talking about housing and, and, and a lot of the things that we've covered today and some of the stats and then some of the proposals that um, are discussed. It's difficult not to get political but we try our hardest not to be uh, too political on the platform. Well, I don't. <laughs> well, <laughs> you don't. I don't try at all. I just say what it is. Yeah. <laughs> I just say what I, I just call it how it is. I call it how yeah. it is. I show people what they're doing 
it's up to them to make the decision whether they agree or disagree with me or or they're just no 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 none of the above the classic example i, I think that's i think that's the really the the whole point of what it is uh, and here at a castle uh, you can't sell <laughs> <laughs> true true mark you've got a great point I, I, um, russell says i can't believe i'm saying this but as a landlord this is it this is it we would be better off governed by westminster well see what, see what i mean how that has influenced quite a lot i mean i know yeah. the presiding party right now has lost a, tens of thousands of members um because of all what happened. Housing. yeah what's happening right now lost tens of thousands of members hence the reason why all their donations are down they're one of the poorest parties in the whole of the uk I mean, the Liberal Democrats wipes the floor with them in terms of funding as well. So yeah. they're one of the newest parties in the UK. And the, and I, I have a sneaking suspicion they are not going to exist in the next couple of years in, in what their current form is right now because of this. I think this is the beginning of the end for them. Yeah, I think so as well. <laughs> JP for Foreign Minister. <laughs> <laughs> no. <laughs> no, never in a million years. <laughs> uh, never in a million years. Never, well, never say never. That's it. You get. You say well, well, you know, you don't know Michael Hesitine and all that. Michael Hesitine. No, no, I'm not gonna. I'm not gonna run for prime minister. And then the next week, Michael Hesitine's running for prime minister. <laughs> 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 but, but no, never, never, ever. No, I'm not great. I'm not taking on that burden. Um, that's it, guys. Uh, thank you very much yeah. for coming on, Richard. Uh, I think no, that was good, Jim, and I think we covered quite a lot of good starts and some I points think we here. Be on the shadow of a doubt that um, through this, and if you've not seen this, pl please do it on the rerun. I know it's going to be diff it's going to be easy on uh, Instagram because it's going to be there. I think TikTok disappears. Um, for people on TikTok, if you want to see what these starts are and what that information is and what the show is all about, uh, go to Five Properties TV on YouTube, and it will be in our playlist for our midweek show. Um, but it'll, show, yeah. it'll be in a news playlist as well and it's uh, rent smashed through the 830 pound a month barrier for fife but we are actually talking about the whole of the uk as well at the same time and actually yeah. showing people why um well the the rhetoric was are landlords profiteering i think we've got to the end of this i think the the the, the answer to that is they're not no um, so interesting, interesting to go through that. Um, and, and, and as I say, thanks for coming on, Richard. And until next time, yeah, well, that's fine. It's, uh, bye bye for now. Thanks, Jim. <laughs>